1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
2: T's and C's apply. New authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SCN Track. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Yeah,
1: good afternoon, wherever you might be. And a very warm welcome to you. What a big week it has been in Tassie. And what a big shoot down we've got ahead of us. Campbell Brown in the hot seat you can get involved anytime you like. 0499736. 736. Jamie Crockshad on any moments away. Devonport today. Hobart Sunday. The dual code meeting, of course, with the Greyhounds this afternoon. Our main man, who I believe. Might have chopped it up in a marquee with uh, our very own Campbell Brown. I I'll met speak him, of yeah, and Ryan. I met
2: Brennan Ryan. I, put a, I finally put a face
1: <laughs> to the eloquent
2: name and tones of his voice. And um, a great man. What's up, big dog? Yeah, going well. Good to see you back in the flesh. It's I'm excited. It's been a while um, since we've been in the studios together. Um, I'll say off the top, I'm a little bit biased because I love Tassie Racing. But yes. do yourself a favour. Go on. Get down. To the Launceston Cup yeah. next year, or if you can't make Launceston, Devonport, yeah, uh, or Hobart, they are just jam-packed full of fun.
1: I'm actually really disappointed, and and these things happen in life when you're busy and you have got certain decisions to make. And the fact that I missed, I missed the Launceston Cup by one day. You did, and yourself, you're well, you in took it. So t- I was in been the able air. To follow no, the results. I couldn't follow it. I was obviously our man uh, Luke <laughs> Hurricane White. We might get to that a little bit later on in the day. There was some group chat happening. So uh,
2: he obviously had an outstanding 24, he, 36 hours. I tell you what, the result in the last for him was significant. Got him out of it. Yeah, yeah. Five finger discount. When he was saying to me, <laughs> if five fifty discount doesn't win, I thought he, he was actually talking about having to steal stuff on the way out. So, but it was the horse and it ended up bolting in. Bang. So that was a nice result. But for him. missing
1: Nat, of course, Hobart a little earlier because you were down, we were both down in Devonport to kickstart the year. So. Uh, for everyone, for it's everyone.
2: Vibe. It's a vibe. It
1: is, a, it is an amazing vibe.
2: And Do you know I, who loves it more than me? Johnny Stephenson. Yeah, well.
1: <laughs> Johnny Stephenson, there's a, there's a, you, you took a crew down there, not just Johnny Steph, who is now almost a Tasmanian local.
2: Yeah. He's royalty
1: down yeah, there. Yeah, uh, bloody oath is. They're calling
2: him... Uh, Worldly? He's he's, <laughs> he's firming <laughs> to become a Taswegian resident very very soon. <laughs> I don't I don't
1: I don't from what I'm hearing at all have any leg to stand on when it says to to disagree with that. You took Johnny Barker down there as well, a huge a part man. of of SCN football. How did he go? Barker? He was
2: yeah, he was good. Um, he's he's not as loose as uh, as a couple of the other crew, but entertaining clients. Yep. down there. So, um, they played some golf at Barn Bugle and your Lovely son, course. again. <laughs> Who's that? Huh? My
1: son? No, you
2: sung again. Oh, I thought you said I've took my son. I thinking, geez, I didn't know Boston was down there. Um, I did take me back. Noise Works yep. just to close the day off. Well, hang on, it wasn't just. Do ta- you sang Did you sing two songs? My- no, nah. the young lady got me up there, Tanya, to, to do some, yep. some vocal yep. looping, which I'm not really familiar with.
1: You Um, didn't sing any Johnny Farnham up there? She got me to loop it. Oh, hang on a second. Oh, (laughs) what? So so you're telling
2: me... That wasn't my choice. You're
1: telling me that when you did some looping, that doesn't count as singing two songs?
2: Nah, it was just the chorus, and then she looped it, (laughs) and... it wasn't by choice. Oh, this
1: is one of the most remarkable <laughs> things of all time. Okay, sorry, my apologies. Oh, I just want to, I just want to say this before we get to Jamie Cockshot. I did hear you sing one song and you looped another one. Correct. Down there, it's as he. We need to get the terminology <laughs> right. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. I've been back four minutes. Let's get to our main man. It's a huge weekend. Devonport tonight, of course. Hobart on Sunday. Dual code meeting with uh, the Greyhounds today, and I mean our man Jamie Cockshot is back. Hello, Big J. There you go, champ. I'm good. I'm great. I'm excited. Yeah. It's such a great time. There are winners galore to be had this weekend. We haven't spoken for a couple of mm. weeks, mate. How are you holding up? I'm going
0: okay, mate, but that's what you get when you hang around with the bloody people at Aries' mate. You yeah. Know? He was finding I, him I everywhere. Knew he was big. I knew he was big, mate, but I never, in my wildest dreams, thought he was as big as what he was, mate. I'm telling you, hey, Jamie. There's
2: a few so There were a few venues that I went in to meet Cam, and I wasn't allowed past the the uh, the red tape. That uh, yeah, he on. was in another area. Yeah, I, want to, I
1: want to point out that, that was criminally that was criminally <laughs> induced with Brownie unable to enter. I do want to say though, Jamie. Of course, for people who may not know, uh, I did have a wonderful trip because I borrowed money from Jamie Cockshut because of all the money he won last year, <laughs> backing Melbourne week in, week out yeah. for the AFL Premiership. So, Jamie, uh, I appreciate that, my man.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> glad you was able to enjoy it, mate. You'll your many. And, you know, obviously, one thing about the US, they definitely know how to put on a show. And um, that's one thing Australia needs to improve in a real big way.
1: Yeah, look, agreed. There are some logistical issues when it comes to Australian sport. But there is no doubt I have been told... You have gone a little bit with the uh, Super Bowl Halftime Show with one of your best of the days at Devonport. A little bit of an omen bet.
0: Yeah, they could be, mate. They could be, to be honest. Star Rocker, race seven, number eight. Um, Yeah, no, the Halftime Show was pretty good. If Star Rocker can go anywhere near as good as um, Eminem did on on the, on, um, the Super Bowl Entertainment, mate, I reckon he can just about get the job done.
1: Oh, well, I like this. Race 7, number 8 as well. And what is a... It's a unique day. We're going to get to your special guest in a moment, but it's a really unique day today, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is, and it's good. You know, look, um, you know, on track, you see the two, you see grounds go around, then you see the, the harness and all that, and, you know, look, um, the Devonport Racing Track is closing very shortly, boys. Um, the people that own it are doing a, a big housing development I think The last meeting at Devonport's in March sometime, so it'll be good to all the local followers, get out there and support the, the two race meetings on today's program, And because um, yeah, I haven't got many left, to be
1: honest. Hey, we might get to Hobart in a moment, but our very special guest is going to join us now. Now, must be must be said, this is exactly what I thought is going to happen, Jamie. Do not go anywhere, because as it stands right now, I've just got to sort out how to use, after a month away, the phone machine again. And I've got him back. All right, Jamie, introduce your next guest, brother, because he is a superstar. Hey, are you going
4: there, Ben? Good well, thanks,
0: Jamie. Uh that's good, mate. Um as always you've got a you got a big team in over the two meetings. Um uh, we'll kick off at Devonport tonight, mate. Um you've you've got a few you got a few chances. And some of your better chances we're gonna disagree in the last race. i have keep Star Rocker as me best, but um you've also got a horse called Brian who is you know a very handy horse and he draws the pole, so um what are the two two chances of those two runners?
4: Uh, you give them both a very good chance Star Rock is uh, probably more of a sit sprinter And um, has a bit of a turn of foot And Connor kind of Crook on board uh, Brian Hoos gets his draw finally uh, Racing a lot better lately And probably Dylan forward on board Probably leads and gets his chance as well And we'll go back to race
0: uh, Race early in the night Ashley's blue chip I, I do like each way But the each way odds are gone It just looks like he'd be able to put his way to the lead And from there I reckon he'll take plenty of running down
4: yeah, 1,900 suits her, finally gets a draw. Um, she ran a good second at Devonport last time she was in this grade, so um, probably the leader in the race, and kind of crook on board, she probably gets her chance.
0: And then we'll go over to, to the captain. Um, he also gets the perfect draw, and he has one around Devonport before, and um, he's really knocking on the door, and he looks he looks a good bet. He's a bit skinny old now in my eyes, because... The race does have a bit of depth in it, but he still looks a to beat.
4: Yeah, it's not an easy race by any means, but he does love the track. His record there is really good, and he can hold his high speed on the sharp turns on that track, so he sort of rails like a greyhound. So, uh, barrier 1, ran a really good second in Hobart last week and gets his chance to win a race. Well, then, of course, is there any more Devonport that you like, Ben? You're um, honest, any odds for the listeners? Any adults? Yeah. Many many chances. Um, probably, Rainier is going really well, and if he got the right run over the twenty six hundred, he might he might be right there at the finish. And Um, uh, we're uh, down to Hobart,
0: about, mate. You you've got big, you know, you've got another big, yeah, you got another big team in. Um, race one number six nine diamonds. I really give her a good chance. She's drawn outside the front line, but she's she stood by the small field. She showed a return to form last week when she dashed up from back in the field and. Yeah, you know, and got pretty close. And I just think, you know, Sunday night could be the night to see her back in the winners' list.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. I think she's had four runs back from a long, long break now. And she's fully fit and ready to rock and roll. And she was really good last week, just probably had to come a bit early again. Um, I just want to see her set up to the 500 and come with a run. And I think she'll be too sharp.
0: I totally agree. Race four, number five, Raphael. He's turned the corner. He's racing pretty consistently of late. He's drawn five, but, you know, there's not a lot of speed inside him, so I think he can push forward and find the breeze, or he's even a chance to find the top. For me, with them two positions, I reckon he'll give the, his back a great sight.
4: Yeah, it took a long time to work him out. Um, we finally sort of clicked with him. Um, he was disappointing for a long time, but his last probably half a dozen, eight runs have been really good. Um, over the mile, in his right grade, um, he's got to be a big chance. Well, are the to race 9. You've got a few runners in race 9, but uh, there is a couple I like at each
0: way. Out. And Hayden Bromack, who, follows, who draws the pole, and El Dujon, who's really knocking on the door, he's drawing a bit wide. Um, I reckon they've both got good each-way chances, and punters out there can have a few dollars each way on the both of them, but you have got other runners in the race. So, Which ones are you leaving to in race 9?
4: Uh, yeah, I really like Hayden Bromack from the draw. Um, Rowan Healy are on. Um, he was really good last week in Hobart coming from last, and he's been good nearly every run we've had him. Uh, he's an opportunist, but he gets a draw there to sit probably Landers back and, and get the sprint lane, and it's probably going to be his, a race within his grasp. Earl um, you know, Jujon's going really well with no luck, but Gareth clicks with the horse, and um, I'd have to give him a big chance with Gareth driving, and he's very happy with him. Um, there's one in that race, We Salute You, was first up last week from Queensland, and Mark was wrapped with the horse, and he came come from last round second, so... Uh, he was very eager to stick with him, so um, I'd give a bit of a push for that one as well.
0: Yeah, no, he went really good weeks. He really did. Yeah, you no, know,
4: so, you know,
0: you've got plenty of chances over the weekend. Um, pick a, pick one out for the listeners at Devonport to put their few dollars on and one out at Hobart. We can
4: push the listeners into as well, mate. Um, We'll take Nine Diamonds at Hobart and we'll take Ashley's Blue Chip at Devonport.
0: Oh well let's just hope we're both on the same page. Just 'cause I've actually chipped them both myself, mate. So we'll we be good judges or we'll be bad judges come on uh, <laughs> Sunday. Sunday night. One of the two anyway. Uh pleasure has always been. you know, you got a big TV work, mate, and, you know, taking out a bit of your spare time to have a chat to us and the boys and um good luck over the weekend and um
4: hopefully um you get,
0: you know, well you will get plenty of winners, that's all there is to it, mate. But um hopefully you get a
4: you know, make it, it makes it worth your while, mate. Thanks very much, Jamie. Any time, mate.
1: Uh, beautifully done, he is a superstar as Benny, uh, he's got a couple that uh, you're nice both hits. keen on, and that's what yeah. I like You know, anytime here, doesn't matter who it is Brownie, if it's you and Jamie or me and Jamie or you and I anytime there's a, a real definitive group feeling around a particular animal it normally just fills the pockets of the punters around Tasmania, alright we just touched on Hobart just quickly, just want to uh, recap your thoughts on Hobart as we head towards Sunday mate yeah the
0: best two Hobart boys come up, race 2 number 8 Lance, lot. Quality type, he resumes. Uh, drawing inside the second line, but he just needs a bit of luck and he should be winning. Race three, number nine, always be a lady. She said, wouldn't have be many of them in
1: bloody Hollywood Boys, would there? Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, I tell you what, Brownie found a couple. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it
0: was very impressive winning first up. This doesn't look a lot harder. It's got a good trail of draw, and I think, you know, just through natural improvement, i will get the job done again. The value Runners come up. Well, Ben give us a good push from both, so I'm happy with that. Race 1, number 6, 9, Diamonds. And race 4, number 5, Rappers Ace. The two and odds I like at Hobart were we'll race 7, number 7, Crispy, Crispy Quick. And race 9, number 1, Hayden Bromack. And Ben give us a bit of a push for that, even though he's got, you know, 5 or 6 or 7 runners in that race. The quality in Hobart, boys. We'll will play the quality because there should be a bit of value. First leg, we'll go numbers one, five, six, eight, nine. Second leg, eleven and twelve. Third leg, one, four, six, seven, eight, ten. Last leg, one. Thirty dollars for fifty percent. Then we'll go another one. First leg, one, five, six, eight, nine. Second leg, eleven and twelve. Third leg, one, four, six, seven, eight, ten. Last leg, two, six, nine, and ten. Forty-eight dollar flex. You give us twenty percent of the dividend.
1: Beautiful. I like this. And you've got a bit of confidence in your voice, a little gravelness. We speak about this often, Jamie, and I like the fact that on a Friday as we head towards a huge weekend, and you mentioned, of course, Devonport and the opportunities to run out, uh, running out to, to see great racing at that track. I like the fact that you bring bringing a fair bit of heat on a Friday, but I must say, Brownie, it's probably related to the fact that the D's beat the VFL North Melbourne team by 14 goals yesterday, and Jamie's already plonked a bucket load of cash, I believe, on them going back to back.
0: No, they're too short at the moment. I hope they come out and lose a few games early,
1: mate. They might drift in the market a bit, then
0: um, we'll have a few dollars on
1: Haven't times have changed, Jamie. Last year, you didn't want them to lose a game. Now you want them to lose a couple early to boost your odds. And quite frankly, yeah, but, but I like they're, it. They're $9 and $10 at the start of the season.
0: I'm yeah. you know, they're, they're only $4 now, mate. I reckon that's a bit short, because even though I'm pretty confident, I'm still a man who needs the right price. Values is everything, isn't it? On board.
1: A, uh, yeah, you've
0: got to get the right price no matter what it is, mate, if you, if you take punting seriously.
1: As always, it is great to be joined by Jamie of Value Cockshut. We appreciate, uh, as always, mate, and we'll talk again next week. No worries, lads. Beautifully done. Now, he is, is he the only one? Now, as a combined
2: that we haven't met, you haven't met Jamie in the flesh, have you? Not yet. Okay. Nah, not yet. All right. Um, so,
1: Matt Matt Reed, of course, is.
2: You know, oh, Matt Matt there. was in the marquee. He would have been a magnificent day. Yeah, met him
1: on on Devonport Cup Day. So we've met him. You've met Brennan Ryan, our next guest on the other side of the break. So we yeah. need to get to hang out with our man, a J Dog,
2: Lancelot, his best. Hey, um, do you know the, do you know the um sword that it put he pulled out of the stone? What it was called? No,
1: Excalibur. Oh, was it?
2: Yeah, you're not across that. No, nah, I'm not. King Arthur.
1: No, nah, I'm not. Okay, mm. but thank That's you. Uh, this is what happens on a Friday. Not only do we get winners from the best in the business in Tasmania, you also get history lessons from people who may or may not know the names of certain swords. <laughs> Quick break. Campbell Brown's bestie. How long did you spend with Brendan Ryan? Like how? Oh, ten minutes. How much? How much? How much bad work? How much? Ten minutes. Make up. Do I need to make the Brennan on the other side of the ad break?
2: Yeah, we need to apologise. Oh, no, not we. You,
1: <laughs> Brennan Ryan We're next. <laughs> right around the right around the country. It's Taz Racing Talk. It is Taz Racing Talk. Good afternoon to you. We With it all, thanks to Ladbrokes, Tommy Hackett, in around fifteen minutes' time as well. We got to. Well, um, oh, Stephen Maskeel going to join us, talking royalty, mm. Tasmanian racing, and uh, doing a great job right now with the apprentices who are on. Fire when it comes to the Jockey Premiership. But i just got to get serious for a very short amount of time. And very rarely on this particular program, on this particular station, am I serious? But from the bottom of my heart... Brennan Ryan, I deeply apologise for the very fact you had to spend 10 minutes with Campbell Brown on what was no doubt a wonderful Wednesday in gorgeous Launceston. So I, uh, I hope that whatever he said, I can tell you, it does not necessarily translate to the thoughts of everyone involved in SCN track and tra- trackside talk. That's and... lucky because I was telling him what a good bloke <laughs> you were, <work laughs> No, here, you weren't. So... <laughs> I guarantee you were not saying How are saying you, Brennan? That. Oh, my, Brennan, are you yeah, okay? G- are you okay? Yeah, g'day. Yeah, g'day, guys. No, it was great to
5: meet you, Brownie, and, um, you know, I think Paul Browning was led astray by the uno- we call him the unofficial mayor of Launceston, and Ashley Evans. I mean that oh. bloke knows everybody.
2: <laughs> he does the big fella. It was good fun, wasn't it? And um, you uh, you you were. Looking at the horses, you weren't having too big a play on the horses. You were more focused on on what was going to be happening. Uh, a little well, bit. Hang later on, hang on.
1: Before you go any further, I have heard it from three or four different people. After a Devonport Cup, you backed a dollar nine winner and nothing else for the yep. day. But this particular time, you did find a few winners. So I was on fire. Did you? Well, Brennan, I'll ask you. Did Brownie push you into anything to have a little flutter? The did, did he give you a tip?
5: No, well, he kept oh. saying to me, you know, I've got, I've got, the, I've got my dog bloke, I've got my horse bloke, I've got my truck seller, and I'm sitting there waiting, and I've got
1: the phone, I got the, the account going, nothing comes. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. So
2: that's all right. So at I, least he's true to form. I forgot to pass it on, but I did give Aurora Symphony a big push when it was about eight dollars. You know?
1: Mate, I've never known you would have a conversation and not pass on a tip if you're bullish on one. So Brennan must have been chewing your ear off, and you never got a chance to jump in and give a tip.
2: <laughs> no, nah, it was fun, Brennan, wasn't it?
5: No, no, it was great. you know, it's a great day, you know, we're all there together and I you know, I met up with a few people I haven't seen for a while and yeah, no, it's just a great day for Lonnie, you know, it's a big big race for the Gallops. and yeah, no, it was um good to see Simon Wilde take out the event and Stephen Maskill get the win in the Mowbray stakes there. What a great effort by him and uh, Yasmin as well.
1: Uh hey, what'd you find last time, mate, at Hobart? What'd you what'd you make of the wash up?
5: Um, well I'm gonna I'm gonna flag a runner that took out the um feature on the programme, Dancer of Flame, he took out the Dennis Collis Memorial. Uh he's only a young greyhound. He he produced his third win there on Thursday night and done it really tough because, you know, he wasn't um signalled that he was gonna jump well, but he, he come through the field, he chased after the leader Cooper Cannon, and he got the job done run twenty five ninety and he's booked his place, you know, to really go through the grades well. Um he's trained by David Swan at Dies Art, and David's only got a small team of dogs, and he's a son of Aston DB, and I think he's going to go a long way. We're going to have to flag him, but we'll keep an eye on him. But I think he's going to go through the grades quite well, and he'll be definitely a a runner that we will see make the top grades, you know, with no hesitation.
1: The the issue is with that Brennan, and I wholeheartedly agree, and I think a lot of people do. I reckon it's going to be hard to find a price for him in uh, any time soon, though.
5: Well, that too. And, you know, there's another runner, uh, Dewan, Dewana Milo, for Anthony Bullock. It finished second. It was a good run overall. And Evolution Girl for Nathan get us, Um Nathan and Susan took over the training of this grand. And I can tell you what, she's come from, uh, you know, what you could class as a Tier 3 Grade 5 dog. And, and she's now come through the grades really well. I mean, she's won, I think, three or four races since Nathan's taken over the training. And, yeah, you know, just a runner that flies... You know, under the radar. Uh, don't think it will improve any further, but just races consistently week in, week
1: out. All right. Just just before we get to what is, of course, we we, we touched on this with Jamie Cockshut only moments ago about the unique meeting today. Uh, of course, at Devonport, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, as always, we like to just touch base with you and your kennel. What's happening with uh, with your particular greyhounds right now? You got any we should be looking uh, forward to?
5: Uh, I've got two runners in at Devonport on Tuesday. Uh, It's an eight-race program. They're both in the hint of the Reginaldine Ivory Memorial. Um, Look, I'm really tipping towards self-control. I think she's in the second hint. Uh, The box draw just slips my mind at the moment, but she went really well in the trial last week, and Just Posh is going well. The only problem with self-control, she's drawn Rojo Diamond. He's got box eight and... Look, he won the Breeders' Classic from that draw, and mm. he's going to be tough. But just really happy the way the two girls are going. We, we pulled the mound about a week ago. The, there's been a little bit of a cough going around in the dogs at the moment, but um, they're through that, and, yeah, they're they're primed and uh, hopefully ready to hit the ground running there on Tuesday.
1: Geez, they don't have canine rona, do they?
5: No, no. Oh, they did it early on, but, no, it was just like a little... Just a little virus that went through him only lasted
1: 24 hours, and it was gone. Yeah, that sounds like the Campbell Brown virus. Very similar. <laughs> 24 hours in and out the dog in Tasmania. Hey, uh, <laughs> today's a really unique day. A cool day in the way that they mix them up, and the fact that uh, you know, racing fans of both codes can, can go down and have a really full afternoon. What do you like, mate? You got one for us?
5: Yeah, I do. Um, I've got one runner in particular I was... Um Pointing towards Buckle Up Aria in race six. It's a grade four over 452, trained by Gary Johnson. She's a daughter of Orson Allen. Um, look, her last couple of starts there. She's won only two in her career, both at Devonport. Come off a 25-65 run there. She comes up against strong opposition and need a hand, drawn on the inside, trained by Bruce McCoste. I think it would be a good race between the two of them, um, but I think... Buckle up Ari's got the draw out wine there in box eight, so we'll go race six number eight, buckle up Ari.
1: At SN underscore track. Always be the way of which. Uh the best bets, both from uh and Ryan and Jamie Coxhaw will be up before uh the meetings kick off. Uh anything else for us, May, before we let you go? You you at Devonport today? Are you wandering
5: down? Uh no. I'll um I'll be watching close to home. I'm currently at work at the moment, so I'll knock off and I'll um Sit in front there on the couch and hopefully tune in. I've got one more tip there for you. Race 7, number 5, just mates as well at Devonport today. should go really well. It'll probably a little bit shorten the odds, but, you know, if you're a favourite backer, you'll jump on it because he's a nice young dog.
1: What's time you knock off work, mate? 2.30,
5: uh, Yeah, Yeah, about 2.30. Two <laughs> but I'm, uh, I'm coming to Melbourne tomorrow for the Australian Cup final, really looking forward to, as a grand enthusiast, being there for the big meeting at the Meadows as well.
1: Well, mate, enjoy tomorrow night. It's uh, something that Brownie and I normally head out, there, actually, that way, but uh, we've actually got – well, I've got a bucks and Brownie's got to probably continue. Julian to, Baynard's yeah, box. Yeah, Baynard, lightweight. We'll get deeper into that over trackside over the afternoon. I assume that Brownie's <laughs> still having to make it up to his wife that he just – ducked away from the kids for two weeks to go to Super Bowl. So uh, you enjoyed it out there tomorrow night, mate, and we are going to catch up. I don't like the fact that Brownie's met all these people and I haven't, so mm. we're going to catch up for a beer soon.
5: Yeah, no, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll have you guys come down, you know, some stage through this year and, uh, yeah, we'll catch up. But all the best for the punting over the weekend and, Brownie, uh, you stay out
2: of trouble now. <laughs> Will do, Brennan. Thanks, oh, mate. mate. See you, <laughs> See
1: you later. Easier to back the card than keep Brownie out of trouble. Thank you, Brennan Ryan, uh, who is a superstar. And it is cool when you go to these different places and get to meet yeah, these people well, of which like, we well, converse with. Well, like you, yeah.
2: you, you do know them. because yeah. so we've spoken to these guys for the best part now of a year. Mm. Um, but to actually meet them in the flesh, because we haven't been able to due to COVID restrictions. But travel's back now, mate. It is. It's, it's fully back. Unless you're in West Australia. Well, but that's, that's almost up, through. isn't it? A couple more weeks. Yeah. Or uh, well, maybe one more week. Yeah, uh, When is that? Third or fourth of March. Yeah. Okay. Third or fourth of March. Yeah,
1: because I think your dad had booked a trip for the second of March. <laughs> 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 News time. Stephen Maskill is going to join us around six or seven minutes away. Tommy Hackett as well. All thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes, Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, Taz Racing Talk around 5 or 6 minutes away Stephen Mascue will join us but I just want to just want to get a couple of things off how was where we've gone kind of into what happened Launceston cup it was a wonderful day of course Turk Warrior just fell out a little bit short as well
2: oh well yeah and and i think Turk Warrior in running mm-hmm. got to like a dollar o one at about the 350 on betfair yeah um and for whatever reason, just punctured that that last little bit didn't finish the race off, which none of us saw coming. I mean, jumped at a dollar twelve, yeah. so to get to a $1. dollar 01, and I tipped in that race. Hello, the trifecta, but I'd see oh, you went one out. I went one seven six, right? Yeah. One seven six, and it was six seven one. So the the numbers were right, but I, I didn't see Summer Five getting the job done. Anytime something like that happens.
1: In anything, but racing in this particular, when they see a twenty, a twelve pop and a horse that has taken all before him in the last, what was the vibe on track? Was there like that weirdly, you know, when people kind of as a collective groan or- Yeah,
2: I don't think too many people tipped into the horse because it was just too short. Yeah, fair enough. So they might've had some multis running and everything, but everyone was a little bit upset. Um and and there would have been one hour quadies, right? Back. Was it? But would have been part of the quaddy league. So there would have been one hour quaddies that. No, nah, no, nah, because it was race five. It was a ten. It was a ten was race. Was it a card. ten race yeah, card? Yep. okay, my card. So, but I mean, it was it was probably the one that you looked at at the yeah. start of the day and went, "Well, Turk Warrior wins," and then let's try and find a couple around it. Um, so yeah, good horse. Uh, Ismail Toka was a little bit flat, flattening around. Um, he apologise? No, no, Did he still, give
1: you more still, respect?
2: Nah, still we, no, no
1: respect still.
2: Did you have to talk <laughs> security into allowing him to stay at this at, I, at I a got, different venue? Um, I got uh, Siggy Car into <laughs> yep. the uh, in, into the venue. We went at that night. What yeah. do you mean? You got her into the venue? She's riding winners for fun. What? She just couldn't roll on in. Well, Troy and, and Siggy, Troy yeah. Baker and, and Siggy, rocked up at the same sort of time as me, and there was a big long line at the Star Bar and um, Star Bar, and they sort of. They they started a line up and, and they said, Oh, Brownie, can you sort of help us out? And I said, Well, this is your town. Yeah. you've ridden two winners today, yeah. right? Um, anyway, security sort of let me in and then I, I leant back and I just pointed it at, yeah. at a couple of the jockeys. and said, Come oh. through. You you're with the dog, Danny. That's it's why so you're good. the
1: best. <laughs> you're you, the- you are, of course, a premiership player for the Launceston Hawks. You <laughs> yeah, had to true. do that. You
2: had to roll in, didn't you, Day And I played after- footy for Bracknell and I've played for Devonport. Yeah, well, hang on
1: a second. Yeah. Uh, played is a loose term. You, you you took a fair bit of cash to so go down. Although, did one of them kick the bag out, right? Um, yeah, I th- I, it was only six or seven. It was, was, was only started. six or
2: seven. Yeah, I, I don't call that a
1: bag. Six or seven for 15 grand. That's a bad. actually. <laughs> All right, quick break. Plenty more on the other side of this. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Ladbrokes, whoever you might be. Good afternoon to you. Campbell Brown. Cam Luke, we're working our way through what has been a big week. Of course, Launceston oh, on Wednesday. Campbell Brown did a wonderful job. And I say that, which he always does. You're always entertaining, Brownie, but you don't always find a winner. But I believe you were able to find the right balance Two. and combine. Oh, is that all?
2: Quindy Pency, the yeah. Matty Brown runner, hang that won you... at six fifty. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Six fifty. Yeah. All right, and then big push for Aurora Symphony at eight. I think it was eight dollars before the late move, um, and that lobbed. And so, mate. At the End of the day, hang on a second, a $6.50 winner and an $8.50 winner. I'm getting messages like you tipped the card no, no, and no. you got two of the ten. I but I, no, I'll say this right because there was a singer in the marquee, um, there a- were probably outside of you. there were probably three races that I I, no, didn't, I don't I don't. didn't tip in, you yeah, know, so I, I gave five no, tips, so, two so, of them won.
1: So you, hang on, so you got paid at a bucket load to go down and not tip.
2: Well, I was more the MC, I'm not, I wasn't the, the tipster. You know, Matty Reed was in the marquee. Did you at least tip, did you tip Limbs Cruiser? I didn't tip Lims yeah, Cruiser. You took it on. Right? No, no, I I didn't take it on. I just, <laughs> oh, I wasn't confident enough at, at oh, the no. price to tip it. Um, but there was probably only one person happier yeah. than me nah. when well, Limbs Cruiser did I get his nose down.
1: I reckon two. Not just Stephen Maskeel, our next guest, but also his wife, yeah, Yasmin. And yeah. Stephen joins us them. now. Hey, mate, congratulations. Even though uh, Brandon didn't have a great deal of faith, I reckon <laughs> everyone else did, mate. <laughs>
3: Thank you very much, Cam.
1: <laughs> hey, great win, great week. We're going to get into so much. Of course, you're a legend in that part of the world, and your apprentices are on fire right now. But uh, take us through Wednesday and how it all played out for you.
3: Oh, well, Wednesday was just was just terrific for everybody. Yasmin was uh, run around like a shook head off when uh, they didn't know what the photo finish was. But um, anyway, everyone said we won, but you still like to see the photo, so. Um, when that came up, that was uh, a relief and that uh, was great. So, um, but I can't believe Brownie didn't back the horse. I mean, <laughs> he clearly hasn't done his form because it should have won the 1400 meter race the start before. And yeah. Matt Reed's left, left him out. So that's, uh, that's a bit of a shame, too. Hmm.
2: I know. I, I needed to dive a little bit deeper into that race. But t- $2 million now in, in prize money. And uh, although the horse is a nine year old, still got zest for racing.
3: Yeah, no, he's we've had him fifteen months and Scott Brunson's done an outstanding job and um he's he's got his confidence back now and um we were very lucky to get him. We, um he's the horse of the year in Singapore yep. and um then uh, he had he had um he raced in England in and international sprint in Hong Kong and Steve Gray's done a you know, done a great job with him over there and then um they love the animals, Steve and Bridget and they said they knew about the beach at Scott Brunton's. It's just, um, it's like horse heaven down there, and um, so they they thought, well, he, they know me, and uh, they thought we'll give him a chance. And um, anyway, we've we've uh, we've nursed him along and got his confidence back, and and the old horse is um, in really good order at the moment. So, um, you know, take me head off to uh, Scott Brunton and and uh, the facilities, and um, we've got the animal back. Yeah, it's
2: great, Steve. How important is is those beach facilities you touched on? Because I know that. Um you know, Darren, Weir down at Warrnambool and, and Lindsay Smith, and uh, a lot of those really good trainers have have been big believers in in, in the beach and the, the soft sand work. Um, being able to keep these horses, that s- some of them have a few issues with their their legs and feet and things like that, but you can still get the condition into them, and they can keep doing what they love, which is racing. You know, well into their their older age. Yeah, no, you
3: hundred percent right. It, um... Um, I've learned a lot from there from being down there, and um, uh, David Brighton who was uh, who was trained before Scott, and he and we said to um, we said to David and to Scott, you know, like he's out of tendon. What are we, you know, down the heavy sand? Because what you get taught is um, you're supposed to be on firm ground when when you do tendons, but um, where sand is moving underneath and shifting around, but uh david just said um we've had a lot of success with with these tendon horses um down this beach and um, and they they walk in heavy sand and, and they live in heavy sand they they move in heavy sand with the trails and they go down the beach and then they get in the cold water it's um so it just must all change the way their legs i, I mean i understand the whole lot but uh it clearly conditions them and um it's it's not a problem and i mean you just got to not go too hard and the, Maybe seeing go slow work and um, it's it's very successful. So you know, I mean, as a lawyer told me, once thing is believing, and and it's true.
1: Mm. Well, it's working in a huge way. How was Wednesday night?
3: Well, Wednesday night was big because um, because we uh, we got in the car and I had my little six year old boy and uh, my mother in law in the back seat and uh, we were starving, so we went to McDonald's. So that was very <laughs> good to celebrate. Yeah. My
6: little, my
1: little boy Louis thought that was wonderful. (laughs) I don't think there's there's any better way to celebrate. To be fair, I don't (laughs) think there's any better way to celebrate them with a quarter pounder after a huge win. Now, the thing about
3: the loss was awesome. Hey,
1: you're you're a legend, of course, Hall of Fame, and you do such wonderful things. You've done it for such a long period of time. But I do want to ask you because you're currently the, of course, the, the apprentice coach down there in Tasmania, and right now apprentices are on fire when it comes to the jockey premiership you've got two right at the very top is there a way that you can describe why the apprentices are riding so well right now compared to what might have happened maybe in the past
3: oh, i think i think it's like any sport it's like um, each decade we uh, we keep on improving uh, as far as as far as coaching goes and see what we've done right and what we've done wrong in the past and uh, i think that's why every decade um yeah, the sports people get better and better at their craft because we learn from the we learn from the past and their experiences and um that's why you very you can't judge people from fifty or hundred years ago. If they were outstanding then they'd be outstanding now because with, with technology, et cetera. So um but the these these um Cody Jordan and uh, Erica Byrne, I mean they you know, Cody's only raped for sixteen months and yeah. she's leading right and she's done an outstanding job. she's an intelligent girl. And then you got then you got Eric, who's who's only been riding uh, nine months. She's an Irish girl, and um, and she's done exceptionally good as well. And she's she's um, she's going to make it. And they're just they're dedicated to their job, and um, and they're going really well. So hats off to them. And um, I've got a good group of apprentices right at the moment, and um, majority of them are the girls. And. They're just good. They're um, a good bunch of girls. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, we're very lucky in Tasmania at the moment. Is, is, there, is there a piece of advice?
1: Can I say
6: something at the
3: yeah, moment, Cam? Of course. Now, listen. I was listening um, a while ago, and uh, Brownie, he um, he nicknamed one of my girls uh, Taya Stalker. I think he called her Night Stalker as a nickname. And yeah. so, so anyway, I thought I'd do some research on YouTube oh, no, no. about Matthew Lloyd and Brad. Brad Sewell's, they clash, they did. Oh and I've come up I've come up with a nickname of Brownie. I mean, he just seen red. He's just like a yeah.
1: bull. Yeah. He just charged in. I couldn't believe
2: it. Just He should be called bull. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> hey, now, yeah. just, just on that horrible nickname. was a nickname. term of endearment as well because she was winning yeah. a lot of races on a Wednesday night. Yeah. I know the <laughs> connotations around yeah. the Night Stalker weren't as, yeah. weren't as um, nice, but uh, I, I'm a big fan of Tayers as I am with, with Cody Jordan and, and, and the rest of the apprentices.
3: Yep. Yeah. No. No. we uh, uh, I just thought I'd just uh, take the Mickey out of Brownie for doing that with, with my, of and my, my, my girls. So i thought i better, I better get something. I better get something. On here. I rang at Mick McGuire this morning. and said, "What can we get on Brownie? I said, "Just go and go on YouTube." Yeah?
1: Get hey, mate. Before we do let you go, is there a piece of advice or something you teach the apprentices today that you, you look back on your career and you thought that you, you wish you had it done or wish you had it known at the time?
3: Yes, I just think, um, just listen to people that have been successful.
1: Yeah, that's that's, that's great advice, advice, not just for the racing game, but for almost well, everything. For everything,
2: in business, and mm-hmm. in sport. Correct.
3: And... Correct. They're not, they, they haven't been successful for no reason. That's very
1: true.
2: What, what, what makes Cody Jordan stand out so much? Like uh, you said, she's only been riding 16 months. I think she's one of the most exceptional young uh, jockeys, not just female jockeys, jockeys. That I've seen for a long time is it like like a little bit like Jamie Carr? Is is it the hands? Is it the patience? Is it just the feel? What makes her so good?
3: I think it's a combination of things. I think one, she's very she's been very fortunate to get with a with a master Glenn Stevenson has a high strike rate, yep. um, and so she's she's getting winners, and then. And then it's a flow on freck When you're getting winners, then everyone jumps on board and thinks, "Oh, geez, she must be able to ride." And then that yeah, it just flows on from there. And so you get you get rides and then if you then you've still got to do the job, but she can do it. Look, she's got a long way to go, but you can't ask any more for for the stage she's at. You know, that's that's how I'd sum her up. Yep. She's a highly intelligent girl. She's easy to teach. Um, look, they all get a bit complacent. They can all lose their way. You know, young people. Um, and you just got to uh, remind them when they do, and um, some come through and some don't.
1: Mate, you're on fire, both in the ownership world but also in the apprentices. They are doing a wonderful job. They're riding winner after winner after winner, and you're a huge part of why that is occurring each and every meeting in Tasmania. As always, we love chatting with you, mate, and uh, I'm glad that, as I've always said, Brownie, the best way to celebrate a big win is with a quarter pounder, and I'm glad Stephen agrees with me, mate. Congratulations again. We'll talk soon.
3: Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Thanks,
1: He's Steve. a superstar, Hall of Fame jockey. Now, of course, the apprentice. And uh, i tell you what, Brownie. I was a bit nervous. You then. and I have spoken a lot about that nickname. <laughs> I've been against it. you stuck with it. And for a split second, I thought, this is going to be the worst moment of Taz Racing Talk. But uh, Stephen nah, took it perfectly. On the bull. <laughs> the the <laughs> bull. The bull, Brown. And Cam Luke on the other side of this. We'll be back. That's what we're doing. As we do each and every Friday, Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes lot going on, Launceston Cub on Wednesday was a huge success as always and a big thank you to so many people who do it so brilliantly and
2: you were outstanding. Again, one looping and yes. one singing exhibition. You've got to continue to evolve as a singer and if I just continue to rock up to the same marquees each year and sing the same songs over and over, yeah. so I learned some vocal looping. Did you have a new suit? I did, yeah. yeah I, noticed I, that. I, said, did I noticed that. Did you?
1: I thought he's ditched the court suit and he's got himself a new suit. suit that actually threads. fits
2: me because that's the one I wore at the wedding last Friday. Of course. And um, it's perfect. It's perfect. Well, it's tailored to fit you. He,
1: not not one that you got in two thousand and four. Exactly way. right. You, when you left the Gold Coast Suns um, a little earlier than anticipated, all in Mel's You, you grabbed yourself one pair, one suit, and thirty <laughs> pairs of Pumas, and you're still wearing it to this day. That's very uh, very true.
2: <laughs> hey, five group ones tomorrow. Oh, Are huge. we going to talk to Tommy about racing tomorrow? Well, I don't know. T- let's let's
1: ask him. Sunday us now. Or Do we, today? Should we ask him? You reckon? Yeah, let's ask him. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Get up, punters gamble responsibly. Make every race even more exciting with Ladbrokes. Call 1-800-858-858 if you're having any issues. Tommy Hackett, uh, the question's been posed by Brownie. Tell us what you want to talk about, mate. What do you
6: like? We've got to talk tomorrow. It's one of the great days of racing on the calendar. I love Blue Diamond Stakes Day. I think it's uh, maybe an underrated day. It might even sneak its way into my top five favorite Ooh. race days. So hopefully we can find a stack of winners at Caulfield tomorrow.
2: Wide open uh, affair too. This is one of the more um, even Blue Diamonds that I can remember. Where's Where's all the... The early and smart money, being
6: The money's coming for Revolutionary Miss here, Brown Dog. Jackano's still the favourite at five dollars. The market mover, though, is Revolutionary Miss seven fifty into five dollars fifty. A uh, lossy strike hasn't been officially scratched yet, so we've still got it in the market. So once it comes out, there will be uh, definitely some price movements there. But Jackano's still the favourite. But I think the money for Revolutionary Miss is uh, is right. Uh, Similar profile to liar, in my opinion. Came through a really good run in the Witten Stakes. Last night in the Blue Diamond prelude for the Phillies, stormed home late. Looks as though she'll eat up 1,200 metres. And we know teams Snowden they love the grand final.
1: Now, we're going to talk a little more over the course of the afternoon, but there is one that I really like at odds in the Blue Diamond. I'll give a little idea. I'll give you a hint after 1 o'clock. Hey, Tommy.
2: I think Collett's unbeatable tomorrow in the wet, oh, by yeah,
1: the way. Hey, just, just you want a little, oh. hey, Brownie. We'll,
2: Swim's better than
1: Ariana Titmus. Oh, we'll get to that as well, because something else came across my desk after the news. Hey, Tommy, you're with us this afternoon at some point, aren't you? I am. Hey, Brownie. Yeah? The two brothers, Tommy Hackett and Cam Luke, working on a little project on oh, the side. Oh, is that right? Yeah, is I'm, I'm, I'm i might let identical the, twins. I, mean, I might let the nation know later in the afternoon. Hey, Tommy, we'll chat to you before the day is out. Let's do it. Up next, trackside.